Welcome to, uh, this is going to be a special episode of Just Kicking It Podcast. Um, we had so many people on this one to preview the Premier League season, just jump in and talk about everything that's been going on for this year. Um, we had a little bit of technical difficulty. We had my man Clint all the way, he came all the way from Zambia on the line, even though he's a Chelsea supporter, but it was super dope having him in the line. We had Rick, Liverpool fan down in Miami, you know, of course, B, Chelsea and myself from Manchester United, but... It's a little bit of technical difficulty with internet-wise going back and forth, but it was still a fun, fun show. We definitely think y'all are appreciating it and love what it is, but we just wanted to put that out there for y'all as well. And uh, keep keep it moving. A shout out to all the Arsenal fans. I hope that y'all don't take this personal. It's just jokes, baby. It's just jokes. All right, welcome to another edition of Just Kicking It. We are back. We are back in here. We're going to have a packed house tonight. Premier League is in full effect. Shout out to everybody out there, all our listeners, man. People have been showing love. Shout out to the Arsenal fans. Uh, they they hit us up. Uh, I don't know if you – did you see the comments on the Arsenal post? No, they, no, no, they no. Said, they said, they said, uh, they said our Instagram feed looks real Chelsea and Manchester United. Because I put up the uh, the bees uh, celebrating. And they were like, and the next two was our, our wins, and then, and then I put Liverpool's win up, and they were like, oh, so you just gonna put out loss? I was like, it was monumental, man. I, I mean, I, I gotta put it up. Right, right, right. Yeah, hey man, welcome back everybody to the show, man. Uh, full panel tonight, man. Premier League is back. Excited, ha- happy to get into it, man. How y'all boys doing? Man, it's good to go, man. Good to go. We got a, we got a Ricky's in here. He's back, Liverpool fan. He's back in here. B, introduce uh, your guest fan too. Yeah, this the this the homie Clint from Twitter. Yeah, can unmute yourself, man. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Where you at, man? Who you support? This is Clement, Chelsea fan from. Okay, okay, okay. You got the right club. What's going on in Zambia, man? What yeah. time is it over in Zambia right okay. now? right now oh snap <laughs> okay hey, well, we we definitely uh, oh we appreciate you man for real yeah, we, we appreciate you getting on at 1 a.m man that's dedication to the pod hey. all right let's, all right. Ju- let's jump in Lenny. i mean be go ahead and uh, jump in man man all right so so we got a, we got a laundry list of topics tonight man really want you know everybody's feedback we can kind of go you know round robin i already know rick i know how rick gives it up so you know we really want to hear your feedback let's start off this is one thing me me and d have been talking about i don't know if you guys noticed it but crystal palace and watford they both seem to be going like with the melanin revolution you know kind of what i mean by that is they both put out at least seven melanated outfield players you know in 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 the first game of the premier league Do, do you guys think a change is coming to the premier league where you know the, the melanated athlete, you know, it, it's the new trend. Is, is that the new player? I mean, the French league has already been kind of been doing that, right? Is that that was kind of like the French league's route is is bringing those players up and then basically kind of selling them off to La Liga, Premier League, or you know, Bundesliga. So maybe they like, you know what? Let's get ahead of this. We can own all all, all our own people and do it that way. I'm just thinking that that might be the way they're looking, but it's 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 going to be more melanated in general because. There's more people around the world getting involved in football, so you're going to get more melanated people in general, period. But maybe it is revolution. I don't know. You know, Rick froze up. Look like Rick froze on us. We'll come back. Clint, yeah. Clint what you got? Okay. Up? Oh, there, Rick, there you go. Rick's back. Okay, Rick. Rick, did you uh, you catch the question, man? Yeah, <laughs> hold on. I, 
But go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Uh, to point. What you think about it, man? Did you notice that? Yeah, I think it was one of the things I personally found appealing with the Premier League. Like even about Chelsea, remember the times I started watching Chelsea, there were like lots of African players like Drogba, Kalu. We had some other ones, even if they were French, but they are melanated like Anelka, Maluda. We had all those. So like I found it appealing and uh, I always used to think that the Premier League was like, it's what makes it the best league in the world. And it's, you can't be one of the biggest teams in the world without a global fan base and a global incorporation of like players from all over the world, like the best players from all over the world. So I think the revolution, maybe it has been happening for a time, maybe it's growing more and there's more awareness of it right now, but it was one of the things I found appealing like from the beginning. No, that's cool. That's cool, man. Yeah, I, you know, I find it appealing as well, man. Anytime you see uh, you see people looking like you doing something that's, you know, it's fun, the beautiful game, it just makes you want to, you know, play it, watch it, be a part of it, man, grow with this beautiful game. So, yeah. It was interesting. Is, is I, I would like to see more of the top flight clubs having a little bit more melanated maybe. Like, the, it's like, especially in the French League, they'll be melanated all there and then they got dispersed, you know, amongst different squads. You know, like, has there ever been a front? Because I know Arsenal didn't. Arsenal have a full a black midfield at one point in the nineties. Predominantly, I'm thinking out of those invincible teams. Uh, I, I think it was before. Was it? It was like in the mid nineties. I think they had all black midfield. I remember some teams where they did roll out. I mean, like when you had Patrick Vieira. Yep. What, what's my guy with the glasses? I can see his face right now, but no, I know what you. I know what you're talking about. But I mean, what, I, mean I guess in theory. I mean, Manchester United is going to run out of a three-man black front. Yeah, yeah, they are. Yeah, they are. I mean, and, and, I mean, those are things that, you know, I would like to see, you know. I mean, it's everybody's trying to come to the Premier League, period. I think that's just the thing. And the French League, you can go past the French League now and come straight to the Premier League and maybe play for Norwich and get your weight up. Yeah, I want to I see what Rick got on this. Rick, did you hear the question, man? No, you had a little technical difficulty. No, and, little technical issues, man. Little technical issues. Run it back for me. Yeah, yeah. Basically, we were saying, uh, you know, one of the things I noticed during the first round is uh, is kind of what I call uh, the, the blackout. Crystal Palace and Watford, they both rolled out seven melanated outfield players in the starting 11. And uh, we're kind of saying, do you think that's a trend, you know, uh, yeah. in the Premier League? Uh, I, I think Patrick Vieira at Crystal Palace is really trying to, to go the full athlete route. What do you think? Well, well, think think about this. I remember Patrick Vieira. Patrick Vieira played on one of the um, the the darkest shade France that you've seen. Paul Pogba and him. Remember, it was Vieira Maluda. All of them first, so maybe he's trying to bring some of that in. I don't know if it's a trend. I hope that it's a trend. We'll hope that that you know, black players get more opportunities than than they have been getting, and that that you recognize the talent. But I think from an overall perspective, I wouldn't necessarily consider it a trend. We just hope that it, it keeps up this way. Okay. You know, I'm looking forward to the future, see what, what comes in and what, what they bring in. But I don't know if it's a trend. You know, I, I almost look at it as a as a system. You know, like like in, in baseball, uh, you had Oakland, you know, running money ball, where it, it was a system based on analytics. And it's kind of like in the Premier League, let's roll out a, a, a run a club based purely on top-notch athletes, not about how skillful the, the, the player is. And so that'll be something interesting to keep an eye on this year.
Yeah, so let's let's jump into yeah. Premier League has jumped off finally. What did you all overall think about the weekend? The first weekend, uh, everybody, I mean, everybody's respect the clubs here. Took home a W in big fashion. So all, everybody here, club took big fashion. Uh, shout out to the Arsenal fans. They're, they're, they're hurting right now. Like, that's- <laughs> yeah, man, on, on that Arsenal question, is it the, is it mm-hmm. the official end of an era? <laughs> I, I what do you it's mean? Over. It's been over, though. They haven't been to the, they haven't been to the Champions League since, like, 06 or something? But now you really got to put the, the, the fork mm-hmm. in it. I mean, this, this is a well-done stake at this point. Well done. <laughs> on opening mm-hmm. night. On a prime time, everybody's watching your game. It's not like this. It's like losing on Thursday night football and college football, like to like a, like a small level team. Oh, for everybody to watch, it's the premier game. You know, mm-hmm. nobody, everybody's watching you Thursday night. Here's a question, though. Here's a question: Is Arsenal still a big sixteen? B said, "Would you think that Arsenal is still a big sixteen? I mean, look, look at look at look at what they've done. I, I I can't I can't say that Arsenal's a big sixteen. I don't even know they're worthy of the Champions League." At no so are you surprised that they lost? I'm not totally surprised that they lost to Brentford. I'm not. I'm, I'm not, not surprised that they lost. I, I, you know, Arsenal fans are up in arms. Like, but let's face it, your your team is like I was just looking at the starting eleven. Even just <laughs> I just saw this friend of mine put out the starting eleven as the game before the game started. I was like, bro, that's average. <laughs> like. At the Arsenal lineup, and you look at a single player that you're scared of, like even if your team is out there facing Arsenal today, not a single player in that lineup will make you shake. Yeah. Like I don't want to face this player, or like there is a Manchester United. You know that Bruno the, the, or, and, and or Rashford can do damage to your team. You have Chelsea. You know that Timo Werner, even if he misses chances with just his speed, <laughs> and chance. you know that the Chelsea defense is strong. But with Arsenal, you won't look at a single player on the Arsenal lineup and go like, I don't want to face this player. Yeah, I mean, that, that that's the thing with Arsenal. Like, what do they do well? You know, what what's their calling card? And I'm tired of I'm tired of them uh, be I'm tired of Arsenal fans saying Leno is the best keeper in in the in in the Premier League. Like, I mean, look Yeah, you know, yeah Leno's not top. Yeah, and some random dude runs up and heads it in. Yeah. Like there's no defense on that. Yeah. And, and shout out to Ben White, who got uh, who called more it. than uh than uh, uh Baran, uh, and they was out there saying he was the best uh Premier League defensive <laughs> pickup. I was like, y'all spent the most, yeah. <laughs> but Liverpool got Kanate, we got Baran. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't know. Here's man. my take on it, man. Even if they don't have eleven players that'll make you shake, right? You're you're, you're fair into these eleven, but what? tactic are they using? There's no shape in this game. There's no formation in this game. There's nothing in this game. I'm like, it, 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 you know, at some point you have to wonder, is this game going above, you know, because there's no tactics involved. There's nothing involved. I'm like, has something. Is there going to be a managerial shakeup before the end of the year? Might be. Oh, yeah. I think uh, you can easily see Arteta on the hot seat before Christmas. You know, what do you mean, end of the year? I think Christmas. <laughs> before Christmas. Yeah, by Christmas, he could be out of there, man. <laughs> they look that bad. They, I mean, I don't know what's going on there. Like you said, you know, every, I think everybody's correct here. The goalkeeping's terrible. The defense is slow and terrible. The midfielders don't have any kind of, you know, going forward. And the strikers are just, you know, out of touch, man. So, yeah. And every year they're like, man, we're a young team. I was like, but y'all front line is like 45 years old. Yeah. But no, for real, like for real, like is that and are in their late 30s. Right. I think they're both on their way. Do they even want to tether out though? 
He said, do even want Arteta? Is there any pressure on that guy right now? Arteta? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He said, absolutely, it's pressure on Arteta. I, th- I think the clock is ticking on him so hard. Absolutely. I mean, we're looking at a full rebuild for Arsenal. I mean, you mean Avani is going to be gone, Lacazette's going to be gone. So you're basically going to build this team around Saka, right? Is that the team that you're making around Saka and Smith Rowe? Yeah, I think I think so. I think those. You said have you a terrible? They 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 had they had Wilcock and they let him go, right? They they sold. And I thought he was a decent enough player to make that Arsenal side. I'm not going to say he's the greatest, but if you look. But I think he's better than, than what they put on display against Brentford. It's, it's, it's quite the fact, but they sold him. So here's the key. Here's the thing. Even if you have Aubameyang, if you have Lacazette, and if you let them go, right, they they intrinsically make your team better. They, they right off the bat make your team better. Aubameyang makes your team better. He was just in, in the race for the golden shoe, right? So he immediately he makes your team better. And we know that he plays well with Lacazette. They do play well together. All right. When you get rid of that, what are you left with? What's remaining? What's remaining is what showed up at Brentford. And as simple as that, that's not, not good enough. They couldn't, they're they not going to let Arsenal get relegated. Like I said, they're not going to let them get relegated. That's too much money lost for the whole league. They'll, you, you'll see well, something random happen in that well, last game where it, you know, it'd be a PK with two minutes left. And you'd be like, how is it a PK? Like, look here, man, I just call the calls, man. I just call while I see it. It feels like deja vu, man. We're going to be talking about this, how bad Arsenal is, what's going to happen with the ownership. Is that the solution, bringing in the new ownership? Then you can bring in the new players, and that's how you revitalize a, you know, a supposed top six club like Arsenal. I mean, they need they need to spend some bread. Hey, Clint, do you have anything on that? Do you, do you be hearing about over in Africa, you know, Arsenal and the, uh, the I think it's a Nigerian billionaire that's supposed to be looking at trying to buy Arsenal for a long time. Do you guys be hearing anything about that over there? Been quiet for a while. Isn't it the certified the guy now that's more making noise about trying to buy Arsenal? I think that story about Dangote has been quiet for a while. <clears throat> I wish you'd be dope if a brother got this. Dangote wanting to buy Arsenal for a while. I think that's been quiet for a while. I haven't heard any, anything new come of that aside from the Spotify guy. Oh, the, uh, the Spotify guy. Okay, okay. I didn't, oh, I didn't, that's right. I the Spotify guy was. Yeah. yeah. Okay, okay. I mean, I mean, it's this. It's to the point now where it's just. I guess Leicester City is taking their spot, right? Like that's that's the real big six now. I would agree with that. Yeah, I would mm-hmm. agree with that. I mean, Leicester's a good good landing place now for somebody. Maybe you may not yeah. get no bread. I agree. But you you gonna you firm with you got Telemann. Yeah, here's the thing too. Yeah, they're a legitimate team, man. But here's the thing: here's the thing. Boy, would you guys say again? Uh, you guys kind of ran over. Brandon Rodgers. We already believe that this is not his landing destination, his final team. He took the job at Leicester so he can make it into a big team. Get back up. He was at Liverpool. We let him go. He got to rebuild. He has to come back. All right. Is Arsenal that destination? Does he think Arsenal is big enough? We're talking about that managerial shaker, but Arsenal. All right, but who is out there? Nobody's out there now. Leicester is a genuine big six team. They are. Let's face it. Yeah. They are a genuine big six team. Over the last three years, they've been very consistent in finishing up there. So, does he take the job at Arsenal, or does he continue to develop at Leicester? Oh, good question, man. I, I, at this point, um, you know that that history of Arsenal, man, is hard to argue against. But the 
stability that, that Lester, you know, has shown and provided, man, it's hard to argue against as well, man. I, it's advantage push to me, man. That's a, that's a good question, Rick. That's a good question. Hey, yeah, you got you to gotta look at Lester. Lester is, I mean, I just don't understand at this point what they're trying to do. Like oh. Arteta, like, oh, yeah, yeah, Arteta, give him some time. What about our yeah. academy? Like, but, I mean, your academy is not doing much. That's not doing nothing about now. That's like saying your farm system for baseball is good. You know, like, well, I mean, don't worry. We got some killers down in AAA. <laughs> right, right, right. I mean, but, I mean, that doesn't mean you're going to be able to sign them. It doesn't mean you have to sell them off. It doesn't mean, you know, there's so many factors involved with that. Nobody would want to go to Arsenal right now. Like, Madison from Leicester turned them down. Madison turned them down just from Leicester. This hasn't worked, man. I think you got to have new ownership before you get a, a better outcome over there. All right, let's jump into uh, let's let's talk about this messy thing, man. This is, I mean, this is this is the this thing shook the world. I don't even know. If, do you guys remember any signing that shook the world this much, especially when it was made? I'm trying to think, I'm thinking about when Ronaldinho went to Barcelona. Mm. That, that that was a big one. That was a big one that kind of shifted the landscape. Is Neymar? That's big. Sorry about that, that was more of the price, though, not really. He <laughs> said more of the price. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, because it was impossible until PSG, like, released that 220,000 million, is it? So that was, like, the big story about the Neymar deep. Okay, I'm not underestimating his ability or anything, but Messi is, like, six ballon doors, like, it's already been closed. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it really, it really helped us out keeping Pogba, you know, because they ain't going to have no bread. So I was fine with that. I want total chaos at this point. I want everybody to just be signing people for no reason, just to just to just, just, just drive the money. Let's just drive all the money. Go. That's, the, that's, the, that's why I want the bread to be dried up. He ain't got nowhere else to go, but just sign back with us for whatever, for, 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 for big money. You know, I, I think that he stays put. I think that is a, I think you, you're right on that, D, that, that worked out in your favor, but I don't know, man. Knowing Pogba, man, and, and his agent, what is it, Ariola? Ariola. Uh, if if Byron Munich came calling, I think Pogba, Pogba could leave. Did you see him in the- I could. It's crazy enough. It's crazy enough. He might go for it. I don't know. I, I mean, I don't. I don't know. I don't know about Germany. He's he's too flashy for Germany. I don't know. Byron Munich I'm- fans are pretty, like you know, stilty. I don't know about Germany. I, I can see PSG, but I can't see Germany. I can see PSG, but I can see PSG. Don't sleep on Byron. Bar- Barcelona ain't got no money. Got no money. To Barcelona, they ain't got no money. Right. They're they're doing a uh, youth movement. Let's be real. Barcelona, Barcelona has no money. There ain't nobody going there. Yes. Yeah. But Madrid maybe. But again, I think I think the. I think the thing that everybody sees at Madrid, where Madrid is just this big destination, I think I think that's over. I think that light is dimming. Could he come back? Probably. But I think PSG is that destination now. When you look at what PSG has created and who's at PSG, why wouldn't Pogba want to go to PSG? You got Gini Wijnaldum there. You got Marco Ferrati there. They need somebody else. He can step into that role and, and be more advanced because Wijnaldum and Ferrati will play deeper. So he could be advanced. And who's in front of him? Messi? Mbappe and Neymar, like it could happen. But the, I mean, I'm calling the police then at this point because we got to talk about some financial fair play at this point. If that we got, 
I mean, I mean, I mean, uh, can we we got to stop this, gentlemen. If they sound public, we got to stop this. No, that that's the that's the perfect <laughs> set, that's the perfect segue, man. Like, how can PSG and Manchester City, if they pull off Harry Kane, what is FIFA fair play? <laughs> because how is it possible? What you got, Rick? Uh, man, that, this whole financial fair play is a joke. Remember, City already got caught up in some. How got off. I'm like, come on, man. Everybody knows you're spending more than you're making. You need corporate sponsorship. You need all these things to offset that, right? So that's the whole point of it is that your income matches your expansion, right? But city, where is their income? How many city fans do you actually know? I've never met one in my life. Right? No, Can city fill a 60,000 seat stadium with their own fan? You see what I mean? Like so, so financial fair play is nothing but a joke at this point. Like they just bought Grealish for hundred million in in COVID. Everybody's over here like, oh, COVID has affected our finances. We were gonna furlough staff, and yet City has a hundred million put down just to go buy Grealish and still chase Harry Kane. <laughs> That's crazy to me. That's crazy. Liverpool hasn't bought anybody. We bought Konate for thirty million, and now they're like, we're like, well, maybe we need somebody else. And they're like, yeah, we need somebody else after we get rid of everybody else. <laughs> right, we right. ain't getting nobody till we sell. That's how financial player play should work. City just leaves us cruising. City's just spending whatever they want to do. But, are, but, aren't, but aren't we, aren't Barcelona... It's a joke to me. Aren't Barcelona and Real Madrid the, the cautionary tale of being just spending cash? Like, this is what we see, the backdrop, because Barcelona and Real Madrid... And I really think the Barcelona's really trying to keep up with yes. Real Madrid spending. So, you know, like, okay, well, dang, they spending bread over it. Okay. Real Madrid, we want you, we're going to get you. And we're seeing the drawback with that now of not being financially, fiscally sound with your moves and not just signing everybody. They got two or three cats on Real Madrid on the bench making 200 pounds a week. Shout out to Gareth Bell, uh, one of our favorite players. <laughs> uh, what's uh, your boy from uh, Chelsea? That he's on the bench too. He's getting paid just because they wanted to get him. So City and then have to watch out for that. I think that's a cautionary tale. La Liga. Yeah, I mean, I think what is proven is it's not a sustainable model. You know, where basically maybe you gotta uh, choose your your ten year run, and you're gonna have your flash in the in the pan, and then it's gonna be some you know cold dark winter that comes. Is that what's happening for Barcelona? Is that what Barcelona's gonna go through? That's where Barcelona is. It's like uh, the nuclear winter, you know, and they just <laughs> they're just trying to start over, man. You know, like uh, at an organism uh, based level. So it's crazy. I, I I think their salary system, how they pay their players, I think it's just all out of whack. I mean, if you look at what they were paying Messi, that's crazy to me. You know, you're talking five, five six hundred thousand pounds a week, right? This is ridiculous to me. And you got to believe that there are other cats on there earning two, three, four hundred thousand. Philippe Coutinho is still there. He is made bank, you know, and he ain't even playing Barcelona. So it's, yeah, it's rich. all this money. And yeah, don't get me wrong, Barcelona has tons of revenue because they got they, they got tons of revenue, but but at these crazy salary prices, you're outpacing your revenue. But Rick, do they have this revenue coming out with losing Messi? Does that revenue go down out the window? Your revenue comes from having the best player in the world. So with, with, with their revenue, I think it's 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 yeah, but how many jerseys is Messi still selling at Barcelona? You get what I'm saying? Compared to what they're paying to bring everybody 
Adielsen. Yeah. When you're paying 150 million for Philippe Coutinho, how much how much jerseys does Messi have to sell to cover that? Because Coutinho jersey sales is not going to cover his price. Right. Yeah, right. I mean, so I guess at what point does Messi? You might pay Messi, and you might get that glamour, but at what point does it it, it outpaces? It's going to outpace. Are we looking at the downfall of La Liga? Is this the end of La Liga for a while? I think it's, it's no. very it's early to say. It's early to say. I, I kind of feel like you had that you know proverbial fork at the road where it could go one of two ways. I mean, new ownership, you know, cash investment, you know, they could bounce back. But it could also, you know, go into this that kind of nuclear winter, man, where the, the teams just shrivel up and die. Like, who's really watching La Liga, man? And like that ESPN TV contract D, we were talking about that, man. Like, that's looking like some bad business right now. I'm telling you, there's a clause, and I guarantee you there's a messy clause in that of like, hey, if Messi leaves, y'all ain't getting that same bread for this yeah. ESPN contract. The, the numbers change because yeah. of Messi. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I mean, if you think about it, but we've been saying Barcelona and Real Madrid and falling out before Messi left La Liga. We were like, look at their Champions League play. Like, were you like, man, Real Madrid is up for getting dog walked? Was it Man City with dog walked them with one year? But like, no, it was Barcelona got dog walked on Messi. Yep. Like, yeah. And that's yeah. with Messi. Like, I mean, and, and you know what's so funny? I was, I had a joke. Uh, shout the Double D, couldn't make it on. I was like, you know who's the happiest that Messi left? Was Griezmann. Now it's my squad. <laughs> You can see Green like, no, I got us. I'm gonna put us on my back. Like, don't worry, we'll be fine. <laughs> hey, you you absolutely right about that because I think if Messi stayed, Griezmann was trying to force a move out. He was trying. Yeah, to, yeah he was trying to get out. Yeah, he was like, no, 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 I got us. Don't worry, I got us. It's like on uh, remember on Above the Rim with the dude was like a uh, man, bombers, bombers, bombers championship. I got us. <laughs> I'm the point. That's Green. He's like, don't worry, Messi ain't here, man. We got this. We can at least win La Liga. And I'm like, how can y'all? I'm interested to see them in Champions League. We get the Champions League draw next week, too. Is it next week? Next week, next Tuesday. Damn, okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It's Tuesday. So, uh, next up, man, let's talk about your Liverpool boys, Rick. Are y'all serious contenders without spending no money? Yeah. Um, Yes. I will say yes. For the simple fact is, I think, address the issues that we faced last season. With Kanate coming in, that helped. Players will play in their correct positions. Something we brought last time. Players will play in their rightful positions. You won't see Fabinho playing center back anymore. And I think having having that, having players play these positions, I think having that is going to make Liverpool a contender. Having Virgil van Dijk back is not just important because he's world class. He's one of the best defenders in the world. But the leadership that he brings to the pitch, he's not going to sit there and let Liverpool fail. He's not going to sit there and make the back line break down. And with everybody healthy and kicking on, let's face it, Mane, Firmino, Salah, Jata, it's a formidable attack. It is a formidable attack. We can yeah. score goals. As you saw in that first week, we can score goals. That's never a problem. Our problem wasn't scoring goals. Our problem was our cohesiveness. And I think with the back line back and with everything back, I think you'll see a better Liverpool going forward, and I think we have what it takes to the challenge. Would I like to see upgrades? Would I like to see other people, other players come in that might be, you know, fit the system better or be a better version of what we have? Yes, just like any other fan on any other team, they want to see us make purchases, right? But the given effect that we are where we are with what we have, 
I think we can still make a run. You see what Tottenham did to City today. Tottenham didn't get anybody of any any consequence. And you see what they did to City with their 100 million Grealish. So I think, yes, based on these factors, I think, yes, Liverpool has a good chance. All right. Uh, 100. All right, B, you, 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 you're sitting there and looking like on the, uh, on the, sh the show, shaking your head. Yeah, yeah. Before I even start, tell the bartender, I, I want to have what he's having. Because this guy, this guy is absolutely lost the plot. Let, let me explain what's going to go on here. I, I've thought about our rivals, and a lot of the things that you said, Rick, it, it's, it sounds pretty good, man, and it sounds like I've heard it all before. Everybody's back, healthy, back in position. Okay, let me tell you how the cookie's going to crumble, though. Salah, I mean, what a talent. We, we all love Salah, right? He's already looking at, talk about Real Madrid. That's how they're going to try to bounce back, D, is by plucking Salah away from Liverpool. Him and Mane are already bumping heads. It looks pretty good. It looks pretty good, you know, this opening opening weekend. That's a problem. Then Jota and, and Firmino for that center forward role, those two are starting to clash. We all know the Premier League is always like a, a soap opera for men. So these are the relationships and the underplots that are going to develop over the season and will ultimately be the reason why Liverpool will be fighting for a top four berth. That, that's where I see it. Hey, you said top four? Okay. Well, I, I has been going to Real Madrid for the last three years. Every year, Mohamed Salah is going to Real Madrid. Every year, it hasn't happened yet. But every year, he's going to Real Madrid. He just, you know, now we're locking all our players down to long-term contracts, Salah included. He ain't going to Real Madrid no time soon. You know, and even if he does, it's a simple shift of... of, of of, of personnel. Jota comes in. We got Harvey Elliott, the young kid coming in. We, we got people. We got Takumi Minamino. You know, we, we got the personnel to, to move pieces around up there. And the front, the front of the park is not my concern. I'm not concerned about the front of the park. I'm not concerned about the Jota Firmino battle because Jota could play wide too. And you can shift Mane to the right if Salah leaves. Jota plays on the left, Bobby through the middle. So I'm not concerned about what you're concerned about. My concern was a middle of the park where Fabinho who is one of the best center backs best defensive midfielders in the world is now playing center back I don't want that I want Fabinho to play where Fabinho plays and you see yes the first game was great but the last the run-in the run-in that made Liverpool finish third was when we had a lot of pieces back Fabinho didn't have to play center half again on that run-in and we won the last Five games to take number three. Keep that in mind. We look like the Liverpool of old on the run in. Yeah. First game shows what we got. I think going forward, you're going to see a whole. I think you better uh, also keep saying. an eye on Trent Alexander. I can see him going to Manchester City. Not in, not Man, in we got to stop this. We have to, get, they get Trent Alexander, we have to stop this period. We have, we have to figure out as fans. I, I mean, I, I think this the fair play acting is worse than the Super League idea. Like, we can't just let cats do this. <laughs> Right. We gotta, we gotta, we gotta be like, yo, come on, fair play. This ain't fair play. It's just money play, and it's all good. If it's no fair play, let it be known then. Like when Snoop was on the source Awards, he was like, you know what? Well, let it be known then. You know, I'm in New York. Let it be known then. If we ain't fair play, then let's just go spin bread. Let's just everybody go spin bread. Let it be known. Yeah, let it be known then. So let, let's let's do a round robin. Our top six. Let it be known. Let for Premier League this year. B, I will let you go first with your top six for this year. 
Wow, all right, top six. Uh, I'm gonna ruffle some feathers here. I'm gonna ruffle. You some gonna feathers. start from six? You gonna make it dramatic and start from six? So I'll, I'll start from six and, and work my way up. So I, okay. I, at number six, I got I got Everton. Everton showing up. Hey, you, hey, man, I, I met a hey, Everton. And then I like I like Liverpool coming in oh. five, five Liverpool, Leicester City making another push four, four Manchester United three, three number two Manchester City City, and of course the top dog. <laughs> We're going to listen. We're going to lift every trophy this year. It's, we, we set up to win everything. We're, you know what I mean? We really I don't know, B. I, I mean, I know. I, I'm, actually, actually, I do pick y'all to win the Premier League, so I'll do mine uh, right quick. My top six. So my top six, I have Leicester City at six. Uh, five, I have – hold on. So Leicester City at six. Five, I actually have Everton, man, at five. Four, I have Liverpool – Three, I have my Manchester United. Two, Man City. One, Chelsea. Okay. Okay, D-Fry. Finally, baby. Finally coming to the I, I'm only picking that just for I can just for I can potentially be in December saying 21 and 22. That's the <laughs> only reason I'm doing this. Just for I can just maybe put some salt on the game and maybe. But, no, I really do think Chelsea is, is going to be good. I think the I, I, only thing I think about Chelsea is that. Is, is this Lukaku thing really going to work out? Oh, yeah. That's my, that's my thing, you know. And and I feel the only reason he's going to Chelsea is to get back at Man U. That's my personal feeling. <laughs> like I feel like that is that it's a personal thing. We'll see when we play each other. I guarantee you, he's going to go out hard. Oh yeah, and, I feel it's a personal thing because Martial they let he let Martial take his spot. Yep, they really did. They did him wrong. They did him wrong at the end. They really yeah. did. So I, I really think this is more about us than it is y'all. But the, you know, no question, definitely wasn't play for a team that was in the champ that won the championship. But I think it's about really digging in on us on top of getting some more medals. All right, Rick, your top six for this year. I, I'm I'm not so nice. I'm not gonna put Chelsea at number one at all. That, that ain't, <laughs> I, don't, I don't think Lukaku was the answer to their problems. He's just gonna be a a Belgian team Werner. That's how, that's how I look at it. I, mean, I ain't even sweating that. Chelsea has a good squad, yes. My top six, I'm going to go from top down because I got Liverpool number one because I have to. I have to. I have to. And I got Man City coming a uh, close second. Um, I'm going to go with Chelsea at three. Uh, it's a tough one, too. I think, I just think Ole at the wheel, there's always a chance to crash. Oh. Ole at the wheel. He's a, Here we uh, go. Here we go. Here we go. I think, I think Brendan Rodgers and Leicester keep united. United, I can see Leicester being wow. four, United five. Or number six, number six, number six is going to be tough. Listen, <laughs> listen, listen, listen. Ole is at the wheel, anything can happen. But number six, I'm going to say Tottenham because I like Nuno. I think Nuno is going to bring it off. So I think Tottenham is either going to finish six. But that four, that, that four, five, six, they could flip flop anywhere. But I think one, two, three is already set. I think it's Liverpool, City, Chelsea. Four, five, six can go anywhere. You know what? Twenty-one and twenty-two. Let's let's get it started, man. We let's go twenty-one <laughs> and twenty-two for Manchester United. Y'all, the disrespect that's happening right now for Manchester United man. is getting ridiculous here, uh, fellas. We we had just added Varane. We're getting Lindelof off the field. That alone should get us at least ten more points. Playing that's ten points. No, no, no. Lindelof is ten points by itself by not playing. 
not Jaden Sancho, just getting Lindelof off the field. It could have been you, Rick, and I would have said we had 10 more points that we would have gained from not having Lindelof there. It's just that we needed – all they needed was, like, perennial center back to get to make the job done. I think he's, I think he's got pictures of, like, Ole's wife or something. He's got – he's bringing the donuts every day. He must be the most team person ever for him to consistently play and play for Manchester United and to start a center back. And then if you watch the Leeds game, the sense of urgency from him playing in that game, because they brought Varane out at the beginning of the game. The crowd was going crazy. He's walking around looking like the Joker, you know, uh, like, way they get a load of me. And, and, and he, he was out there playing a red. Uh, a little off is everywhere. He, he knows this is his last game. So with that being said, I'm going back. I'm redoing my uh, top four, my top, top, Manchester United 21-22. Let's go, 21-22. 22. Because I, the mathematics for us to win, I've been the mathematics on it. We just we sweep everybody at the bottom, and we just split with y'all. We got it. Boom. We good. I, I know. I know you guys will will fizzle out at some point. Y'all keep saying gotta, that, but we came in second last year. Yeah, listen, man. Broken clock is right twice a day. You know. Y'all keep I mean? saying that, and we keep shining. We keep moving up. We keep shining. I, I think you guys are going to actually. Reverse and 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 probably so end you're up. telling me with the addition of Jaden Sancho, with the front line of Sancho, Rashford, and Cavani, we're gonna go backwards. Pogba and Sancho will have some sort of fallout, you know, and that's gonna be the rip right there. No, no, no. Sancho's solidified because that's Rashford's boy. We'll see. They homeboys. That's that's they gonna be on both sides, and then Greenwood coming in the middle to fill in. And then we have Marshall looking like he's in the uh, Natural Born Killers movie, uh, ready to uh, uh, ready to handle uh, <laughs> business. Hey, and, and, and can you put Marshall uh, up on the screen, man? No, no. Yeah. The guy didn't look like he uh, in the, the Natural Born Killers. He, he looked like Ice Cube and them in the Natural Born Killers video. Hold on, I'm going to share this for everybody. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. You know, the, the reason why I put him in the in the notes with that picture you gotta, you gotta put up on screen. Is, is you're never, ever supposed to trust a, a, a black man with no facial hair. You know what I mean? Like, this dude. What's going and I ain't talking about the record later. What's going on with your boy, man? What's going on? <laughs> you mean this? You, I can totally see yeah. He's gonna mess with Pogba's old lady or something's gonna. Well, no, you know, you, but he's been surprised. Like, you got jammed up by some Instagram model, uh, Martial. Like he got jammed up by the Instagram model, so he went through some things with his family. He had to bounce back. He's, it's just like a woman where they cut their hair and everything to, to try to be refreshed and new. That's that's Martial right here. He's coming out focused, baby. Man. He knows it's potentially his last year. He knows. <laughs> hey, hey Rick. Hey Rick. When when I saw this guy. At the game against Leeds, I said, okay, this is the guy that's going to sink the Manchester United ship. This guy right here. Look at this character, man. Come no, on. No, it's not going – it's not happening. Look. <laughs> no, it's not. He's going to be fine, man. He's refocused and rejuvenated. Yeah. And if I'm Manchester United, I'm starting him against Lukaku and to let him know, like, I have your spot. No, 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 no. And I think I think I think he is a, a guy that could potentially no, some Martial, Chris, so and there could be a landing place. Definitely could. Well, go ahead, Rick. You talking about Jaden? Jay, I, I don't know what Jaden Sancho really. I, I don't know what Jaden Sancho really brings up. That's not already at United. He's a good. He's great talent. Don't get me wrong. But I don't think that's where United had the majority of their problems. I think an invisible 
Paul Pogba and everybody behind Paul Pogba. Let's face it, Fred. Fred is a cartoon character, man. I don't know too many. Once again, it's Joe Lindelof. We don't and know how good I Fred and McTominay are, Rick. We don't know how good Fred McTominay are because Lindelof is so bad. Everybody's got to sit back and protect him. So we really don't know how good they are. So I'm willing to run them out for the first half of the year to see what we have with Varane up front where they don't have to worry about. No, but we saw, we, no, but we saw, we saw for the Copa America, right? We saw for the Copa America. No, we, we saw for the Copa America, and he wasn't that great. No. I, I think United's problems is not at the front of the pitch. It was bad in the middle. Right. And that's because of limited standards is the whole thing. Hey man, that's the that's the one area that if if you guys made a big splash, man, I hope Lindelof can watch the podcast. <laughs> nah, yeah, no nah, man. Oh, man. Look, look, this is the thing I'm telling y'all. Our front three is the best. Like the honestly, Rick, we're trying to in, in some ways have the Liverpool feel with the front three. But even better to me, a better version of the front three to me, because I feel Edison Cavani is better than anything y'all can put at y'all center four position at this point. Edison Cavani is, is ridiculous right now. That yeah, old man is out here better, living. Better than my front three. I don't know about that. Yeah, I don't I know think, about that, D. Because at least Firmino will uh, check back and help help on the defensive side as well. Cavani ain't checking back at all. No, we don't need him to, though. We good with that. I don't know about that. But Edison Cavani, who are you scared of on a set piece? You play a man you on a set piece. You're looking like where Edison Cavani is. Somebody grab him. Oh, you got to know where he is. You definitely got to know where he is. Yeah, and then you have Jaden Sancho. Like, look, and then don't, let's not hate on the man Luke Shaw. Look, this squad is – I'm not saying – I don't know if we're going to necessarily win it all. I do want 21 and 22. But y'all sitting there really going uh, uh, ridiculous with the man you hate. Though. This is this is getting ridiculous, though. That's why I had to rechange my rankings because y'all don't want to be realistic. I was being realistic in my original rankings. Y'all just hating. The hate was a strong. I was at least being realistic. Oh, man, I absolutely love it, man. This has been a great episode of the pod, man. I got my money's worth, man. Yeah. So, uh, so Rick, let everybody know where they get uh, you up at, man. Hey, yo, y'all can catch me on our – listen, y'all can catch me on Twitter, at ricky one Y'all can catch me on IG. You, you can even follow the hashtag on IG. It's hashtag Chef, C-H-E-F-A-W-E-R-K, Chef work. Yeah, man. Yeah, That's and then in Miami, go down and get you some food from Rick in Miami, y'all in Miami. Yeah, hey Rick, hey, Rick, I'm, I'm going to be out there in Florida soon, man. Sure. I'm going to have to come sure. see you on that, man, for sure. And, and definitely thank you, man, for joining the pod today. It's always, always a pleasure to have you on, man, your perspective. And and uh, the jaded the jaded perspectives are always welcome here. Always got a home here. But uh, you guys can always hit me up at Phoenix Pimp. <laughs> you know, love the interaction, man. Are you going to – yeah, you know, I, I need to switch it up, man. But since I'm almost checking out of Dallas, I think I'll roll out something new when I hit Tampa. Okay. And make sure y'all hit up the, the IG page, Just Kicking It Pod. Shout out to everybody that's on there, uh, all the Arsenal fans getting mad that we put up the bees having their 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 happiness. Arsenal fans, quit hating and just love what's going on. You know, you know, you, as, as the great DMX says, stop being greedy and get to the needy. Yeah. You know, my ribs are touching, so don't make me wait. <laughs> Please.